0: Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is seven minutes after 11. Uh, we were talking about uh, Medicare and the government's involvement in health care and how it's driving up the prices of pharmaceuticals. Uh, and then the government wants to tell the pharmaceutical industry how much profit they can make, which kills innovation because nobody wants to invest if they can't get a return. Uh, that's why the United States has... Uh, more innovations, medical innovations than any other country in the world we got some audio from Rand Paul about taxing the rich uh, and Medicare, we'll get to that in a few minutes 874-9390, toll free 800 get you into the studio or go to GaryNolan.com, you can send me a message there uh, we kick the program off with a caller it is Roy, good morning Roy Good morning, Gary.
1: Um, One of my favorite topics, thank you very much. But you're getting a little bit more complicated than you need to get. When two people trade freely, um, voluntarily, then they both do it because they are benefiting from the exchange. Price is the point where those two people meet. Price carries the information about the exchange. When you come in with a third party and adjust the price you're removing information and when you do that it's like you're driving your car let's say you've got a lamborghini and you're doing 100 miles an hour to get to cc city broilers because you have good taste and you're doing that and you're doing 100 miles an hour and somebody puts blinders on you to interfere with your information does it really matter Whether you run off the road on the left side or the right side, no. Somebody came in and changed up your perfectly good situation because they wanted to control your life. Thank you, government.
0: I don't know. I think my explanation was simpler. Uh, I'm just saying. Well, (laughs) you are simpler, but... Oh, 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 that is just such a cheap shot. I thought you
1: set that up for
0: me. Yeah, Roy, (laughs) don't call back. You're never going to be allowed on the air again. That's good. All right, buddy, take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, The government's involvement in health care drives up prices. Uh, This idea, and I'm so tired of hearing this, Democrats screaming and yelling about the rich don't pay their fair share. What a load of Bravo Sierra. It's a steaming pile of it. Uh, And the government's involvement uh, in the pharmaceutical industry is crazy. The Medicare tax hike is crazy. It's a failed system that will continue to fail. Rand Paul uh, was on Newsmax talking about this.
2: The rich already not only pay their fair share; they pay most of the taxes in our country. Top one percent, as you said, pay about forty percent, but the top ten percent of wage earners, which is a little over two hundred thousand a year, actually pay about eighty percent of the income tax in our country. So we have a very very progressive tax tax code in our country. If you compare us to Europe, and all people think, oh, Europe's got these you know terrible tax systems. We're more progressive than Sweden. We we tax the rich more in our country than they do in Sweden. Sweden taxes the heck out of the middle class, but uh, we tax, really, the primary target for our taxes is already the rich. So the rich are paying 3.8, those over 400,000, 3.8% for Medicare. Well that's already twice what everybody else pays. Everybody else is paying 1.9, or actually half of that. Your employer pays half, you pay half at about a 1.9 rate. The rich over 400,000 pay double that, and then he wants to heap more on it. What you find is the rich retire or move. You know, if you're the rich in California or New York or Chicago, you move. So that will happen here as well, or you'll force them into retirement where they don't produce anymore. But it's a bad idea. We should cut spending, not raise taxes.
0: Uh, That's Rand Paul uh, being interviewed by uh, Rob Schmidt uh, at Newsmax. And the point is well made. In this idea that the rich don't pay their fair share. And I love the way they do this. They do all this stuff. Well, nobody uh, who's a millionaire should be paying uh, less a lesser rate than uh, than a secretary. Actually, they should. I actually think Sweden is doing it a little bit better than we are. Because in Sweden, the middle class who need these social programs, who who are taking advantage of these social programs are the ones who ought to pay for them. Rich people don't need Medicare. You take somebody that's worth several million dollars when they retire, they don't need Medicare. They don't even need Social Security. Why should they be paying into it? Why? And and, and, and I really would love an answer from somebody on the left. Why should a multimillionaire have to pay more for Medicare than the people who most often use it. For what? What did they do to deserve that extra financial burden? They worked smarter, they worked harder, and so they somehow owe you more? No. It's insane. It's insane. Nikita Khrushchev claimed that he would bring down the United States without firing a shot. He's been more successful at it than Putin. He is right. The idiots in this country that fell for socialism and that promote it at the government level are ultimately going to be the ones who destroy the republic. Just... He, he just can't... You just can't... Explain how anybody could be so gullible as to believe the rich aren't paying their fair share. They're paying our fair share, except for Brian because he's already rich, so he he pays uh, he pays uh, the share their fair share too. It's those uh, fines right, it's, that kind of make me rich, you know. It's what? It's those fines I collect from people that weren't listening. Yeah, that are making me rich. I mean, so many people aren't listening to the show right now, and and the. The, um, the, the bills not, are. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, that's not true. We've got more people listening than uh, anybody else in talk radio right now. All right, uh, and we know this. So, uh, 874-9390, the toll-free number is 800 I saw this video, and I couldn't believe it. Um, 98-year-old woman, her name is Betty Lindbergh. Just ran the Atlanta 5K Marathon in 59 minutes and 6 seconds and holds the world's record. Brian, do you think you could make the 5K run in... (laughs) There's no way, uh uh-uh. No, No, not even. I couldn't make the (laughs) (laughs) 1.5K. And she's, you know, uh, four or five years older than you. So, uh um, <laughs> I just got that. It took huh? me a second. Yeah, I know. You're a little slow in the uptake. Today. Hey, Stacey Washington is on Fox News. Oh, yes. Uh, I like Stacy. She, uh, she was a guest, at, she was one of our speakers at our yeah, Christmas she was. party. Uh, all right, we're up against the clock. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and this is the Zimmer Radio Network. <laughs> it is 18 minutes after 11 o'clock, Gary Nolan Show. Don't forget, we got Glenn Beck coming up. Sean Hannity is going to be on board, and then Randy Tobler. Randy has such an amazing view of things. Always fun to listen to Randy Tobler. He'll be on about 4 o'clock this afternoon. Dr. Randy Tobler. Missouri students did worse across the board. On the latest round of standardized testing released Tuesday with 112 districts and charter schools scoring low enough to be classified as provisionally accredited. But the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, or DESE as we uh, know them, uh, said it would not downgrade any districts this year because it's the first of a new testing program. Uh, They released public school districts and charter schools' annual performance report scores uh, to the public Tuesday afternoon, showing student performance dipping dramatically from pre-pandemic reports. The story can be found at the uh, Columbia, Missourian. Now, the fact is, it was lousy before the pandemic, and it's even worse now. Provisionally accredited school districts are subject to state monitoring and unaccredited districts, in some instances, are taken over by the state. Just the opposite of what I would say. I would say, you know, get the government out of it and let let it get taken over by the uh, private marketplace. Now schools scoring below fully accredited status span the entire state. DESE officials stressed that the scores released Tuesday were indicative of COVID-induced learning loss and a more rigorous testing regime implemented for the first time. You know who probably didn't suffer anywhere near as much? Homeschooled kids. I, I, I to tell you the truth, I'm kind of jealous of homeschooled kids. I'm admitting it, I'm jealous. They get up every day with one or both parents, and their parents are teaching them all day long. Whether it's baking a cake at home or going shopping, learning about money, uh, sitting down and teaching them math, they're learning all day, every day, because their parents are there with them. And, you know, there's no coming home saying, no, I don't have any homework uh, when mom and dad are the ones who are giving you the homework. I I don't think there's a better way to educate a kid than to homeschool. And they're not, and this is the other thing that I kind of like about it. You send your kid to a government school and they're in there with kids that have purple hair, uh, that are transsexuals, uh, that are, you know, literally uh all kinds of kids. Some good, some not so good. But if you homeschool, you don't have that problem. You get to decide who your kids hang around with. And, you know, the, then there's the other benefit of just simply not being indoctrinated by government schools. I am jealous of those kids. I And I went to both public schools and Catholic schools. And I think that the homeschooling is even better than the Catholic school. I'm jealous, and I admit it. Uh, I think it is the greatest, uh, the the best way, absolutely, to educate your kids. On socialized health care, uh, what is this? Connie says, I completely agree with you about the downside of government health care. My, brother, my brother-in-law urgently needed hernia surgery. I had to wait four months to even have it done. Backlog and not being private pay had a lot to do with that. My sister in Germany said that private pay patients are preferred and are the first on the list. There you go. Uh, let's see. Um. Uh, Philip, I don't know. I did not listen to the uh, audio. Philip sent me a, a, some audio. Uh, about Senator Kennedy and raising the debt ceiling. And I guess uh, I was going to talk about it. I might as well bring it up now. Raising the debt ceiling. Should we raise the debt ceiling? Brian, I know this is going to sound crazy. You're going to (laughs) think I'm out of my mind, but I think we should raise the debt ceiling. Okay. I would love to hear your explanation for that. Well, you're not going to stop the spending overnight and we have people who are stuck on government programs that survive because they've paid into them their whole lives and i think you can't just cut them off like you know overnight i think you have to slowly back off of this and i think ultimately they will raise the debt ceiling so you would compromise with um no i wouldn't raising I wouldn't the debt ceiling if you cut yeah, certain programs. I wouldn't compromise, per se. I would say you have to, to balance the budget, and you have to put in place a plan right now. Uh, a plan that says, here's how we're going to balance the budget. And then slowly you know move in that direction. And it has to be a plan that can't be violated. Yeah, It has to be a plan that, that can be enforced. And I think if you do that, then, you know, raising the debt ceiling is acceptable. And the Republicans at this point need to start making that progress. They need to start making some progress on cutting the spending. And, they, and, and this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to, to uh, educate Americans about the debt, to start moving in the right direction... And do it without blowing their chances of being elected. If that's, you know, you know if you're going to have a Republican majority in the House and Senate uh, and take over the White House, you've got to do this like a surgeon. And then when you get control, really throw the brakes on. I think that's what Republicans have to do. Um, so I'm, I'm saying, yeah, go ahead, raise the debt ceiling. You're going to do it. You know it's going to happen anyway. Do it with a promise. That you're going to start cutting spending. Do it by actually cutting spending. All right, we'll we'll go up, but you got to cut the spending. Here's where we're going to cut. This is the first step. Let me go to the phones. Uh, Les is on the line. Les, good morning. How are you?
3: I'm doing really well, Gary. Um, I want to point out that that is the problem with your show on learning schools. You don't know nothing. It's Brian that is doing all the work, that he's the <laughs> one who's telling you every. Now, I know you, you, your show prep is hours and hours and hours. And this is what schools, good schools, teach their students. Brian works his rear end off on your show and on Randy Tobler's show. Randy Tobler researches information and finds stuff, and you do too. The teachers, schools show their students not what just to learn, but how to learn and more information. Life is long learning. You learn something new every day. The Bible says the first person to come along with a subject is believed. Until another comes along and rebuts that, I know for, from the years of listening—oh my God, years of listening to you—that you have been stuck on a subject and you believe this, and you're for it, and you're you're going with it. But you eventually, once you learn more and more and more about a subject, will slowly change your mind, will slowly research all the evidence and weigh the evidence. That's what you do. That's what Brian does. That's what Randy does. That's that's what Brandon does. You know how to find the information and learn it, and I applaud you for that. I applaud you very much for that.
0: Well, smart person changes his mind. A damn fool never does. Hey, hey Amen. All right. Thank you, Les. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, I haven't changed my mind on a lot of things. Um, I think I've changed my mind on the vaccine, although I still agree with my original premise: it's your choice; you get to make it. The government shouldn't compel you to. Uh, but in terms of its uh, efficacy uh, or its safety, I've, I've, I think I'm, I'm pretty much convinced uh, that it is dangerous. But. You know, my dislike of the Federal Reserve, uh, the income tax system, all those things, my, my dis- dislike uh, uh, of uh, government health care, etc., I don't think I've changed a lot on those things. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty libertarian on those. Anyway, we're talking about the schools in the state of Missouri, and they are not doing well. State law establishes that the first year after changes to the improvement program uh, must be a pilot year that won't be used to lower school districts' uh, accreditation. Because DESE did this uh, this look back at, at the way the schools are uh, performing and pointed out that they're not performing well. So this will be the benchmark, and they're saying it's because of COVID. And I'm just telling you, homeschoolers undoubtedly did not suffer the 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 this huge drop in uh, education that the government schools did because you know their parents are teaching them. Um, there's a, a great piece at the uh, Babylon Bee. I don't know if we'll get to that, but we will certainly try to. Uh Eight seven four ninety three ninety. The toll free number is eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Uh, if you've got a, a you know if you disagree with me on the education argument feel free give me a call but I don't think you need a bachelor's, a master's or a phd I don't think you need the government to be involved in it at all and as I pointed out in the past, government schools that was promoted by the Ku Klux Klan you know they're not just anti-black and anti-hispanic they are anti-catholic. And Catholic schools were educating kids, and they didn't like it. So when you support, you know, government schools, you're supporting the Ku Klux Klan. That ought to turn some heads. All right, we got a lot more on the table to cover. We're going to do that in the next segment, and uh, we invite you to join us. It is the Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 1135. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Elizabeth Warren asked the uh, Fed Chair Powell to speak directly to the people. Uh, He's planning to get fired. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, What the hell does Elizabeth Warren want him to do? We'll get into that in just a minute. But uh, there's a great piece, the Washington Examiner, about Biden's Kamala Harris problem. Uh, Harris is a problem for Biden to solve. Her poll ratings are really weak. Her job performance has been a disappointment, even to Democrats. And then, you know, her office, the mismanagement going on over there, uh, her inability or refusal to tackle complex issues. She has demonstrated her only capacity is to cackle. And she has mastered that. She's doing that well. But if Biden runs again, he's 82 years old, and she is a heartbeat away from the, from the White House. Can you imagine Kamala Harris as president of the United States? Can you picture what a major screw-up that would be? If I were a Republican... Running for the White House, and I don't care if it's uh, DeSantis or or Bi- or, or uh, Trump or whoever it is if he Biden keeps Harris, that would be where I would run some ads I mean you can talk about the inflation uh the mismanagement of the military the national day you do you can cover all that stuff but I guarantee you. You show a few videos of her cackling and offering <laughs> up, yeah, uh, and offering up that word salad she's famous for, and then point out that Biden will be, <laughs> you know, he'll be eighty-two years old. People will be running; uh, independents will be running away from Joe Biden in droves. He'll, and he probably will keep her on the ticket. Roosevelt, I think FDR changed VPs every time he ran. But I don't know that Biden's going to get rid of her. If, if he were smart, he would get rid of her. He would dump her. It However, she was uh, fairly articulate in her last uh, public statement about conservatives. You heard that right. Oh, let's do you have a copy of I that? I do, yeah. Oh, well, let's let's listen as she elaborates.
2: In fact, I'm going to
3: share with you a very simple story which is that I went home one day and I said, "Well, what's why are conservatives bad, Mommy?" because I thought we were supposed to conserve things.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. <laughs> oh my god.
0: It just makes my head hurt. Can you imagine that, ladies as and the gentlemen, president? the president of dun, the United dun, 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 States? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think that would terrify people. I would yeah. literally use that. I as mean, that's a- very close to the uh, Wizard of Oz <laughs> segment. I would use that as a campaign ad. I would, I would play some of her word salad in the cackle, and say, "A heartbeat away." <laughs> With an 82-year-old president. I, I think it would scare the hell out of uh, anybody uh, that's an independent. Uh, on economics, Rodney is on the line. Rodney, welcome. How are you?
4: Good morning. Uh, the, I I believe there is at least a faint ro- light of uh, hope. Uh, my daughter is an instructor at a major California university. She teaches entrepreneurship and applied economics, and I guarantee you, those students are getting the right story.
0: Yeah, if we could just find a way to replicate your daughter, then.
4: Well, I'm too old.
0: <laughs> so, well, <did laughs>
4: I'm done. But, but uh, they, uh she is. Is uh, in the process of rewriting the uh, business plan for the university's winery. They chose her to rewrite the business plan for their commercial winery.
0: So, did did you uh, have any influence over her vision of economics?
4: Uh, maybe maybe peripherally. The uh, yeah. I, I owned a business at one time. I'm retired now, in my 70s. But uh, and her mother was involved in some businesses, so she grew up around entrepreneurs.
0: All right. So there was an influence there. That's good. That's good. Uh, if we can just get if we just get more free market uh, teachers I, out there to teach economics. There uh, you go. The, uh,
4: her her emphasis is applied economics. That's what her degrees are in. And, you know, one of the best parts of this, she's getting paid by California tax money. <laughs> Where did she get her degree? Here at the University of Missouri.
0: Here at the University of Missouri. All right. Um, it's it's encouraging to know that there's somebody out there. We just need more of them teaching about the benefits of freedom. And you must have played a pretty significant role Uh, in her, uh, you know, both her education and her attitude. So thank you.
4: Uh, Certainly attitude. (laughs) Education was, she did all that on her own.
0: Did she? Yeah. Wow. God bless her. All right. Rodney, thank you for the call. Yep. All right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. My wife um, has a, a very strong free market streak in her. And it wasn't my influence. I mean, she when I met her, she was a, a strong believer in the free market. And when I talked to her about it, it was her father uh, that that uh, kind of instilled that in her. Apparently, Jack, uh, her her late father, uh, would have conversations with her, and he was a believer in the free market, and he influenced her. So you know, parents. Even if your kids are going to government schools, uh, try and have that same kind of influence on your kids. Who knows? You, you, You just might save them from a socialist world. Elizabeth Warren asks the chairman of the Federal Reserve to speak directly to the people he's planning to get fired over the next year by continuing to hike interest rates. This woman has absolutely no economic understanding at all. And yet, she wants to regulate the economy. He has to raise the interest rates. We have to have a recession. We have to do it because of the Federal Reserve. We have to do it because of the spending. There's, there is... there is. You know, the government won't cut its spending. So the only thing the Federal Reserve can do is increase the interest rate. And the net result is going to be a spike in unemployment and a recession. And she wants what? He wants him to apologize? It's her fault. She and others like her have been spending money like there's no tomorrow. And now when somebody has to try and fix it, she wants to make them look like they're the bad guy how will he respond to Americans that could lose their jobs from the interest rate hikes I mean the consequences of letting this inflation run rampant are going to be more dire than this this recession she apparently doesn't get it Uh, let me get Sharon on the line here Sharon welcome how are you
4: Hey, good morning. I have an idea for a uh, campaign ad for um, an anti Biden Harris ticket. Oh, you do a visual of a EKG, and at the moment it flatlines, or at some point during that, you start to cackle, and then you let it flatline.
0: Oh, I don't know. That that uh, boy. Can you imagine what the left would do with that ad? I don't know, but I oh. think it would be a fun ad to do. Yeah, it would be. And, it, you know, I'm, I'm doing a rethink on my whole idea. I, I think I think for uh, people like you and me, <laughs> it would be an influence. But people on the left are going to be saying, uh, you know, you, you're promoting the death of the president or something. The, yeah,
4: the bridge too far. Yeah, yeah.
0: probably but right. They're going
4: to say that no matter they're going to say that no matter what the ad does.
0: You yeah, know but what I'm I, I I I, it's I think just, it's I think your idea is very clever. I really do. Beep beep beep. And then Yep. Oh, I could just see yeah. that. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be something. All right, Sharon. Thank you. Yeah. Take Here. care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We are up against the clock. We've got to take a quick break, but we're coming back to wrap it up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 11.50. Glad to have you with us. Um, so apparently, and we were talking about this in the last uh, segment of the program, Elizabeth Warren and the Democrats don't want the inflation rate to drop to 2%. They are afraid of the pending... Uh, recession. They created the problem. He's trying to fix it, and they're eviscerating him for it. And for only one reason. There's only one reason why uh, Elizabeth Squaw Warren and and uh, these other Democrats are are screaming, "Don't reduce uh, inflation to two percent." And that is the election. That's the whole reason. They're willing to let you lose your standard of living. They're willing to let the price of groceries and everything else continue to escalate so that you have less spending power because they think that is going to look better at election time than high unemployment rates. That's their whole logic behind this. Elizabeth Warren is asking him to talk to the people who will lose their jobs. He said, uh, Powell responded that he would explain to people more broadly that inflation is extremely high and it's hurting the working people of the country badly. All of them, not just two million of them, but all of them are suffering under high inflation and we're taking the only measure we have to bring inflation down. That's not exactly accurate. If the government would quit spending, uh, in in fact, uh, drop their spending considerably, you could have the soft landing, but they're not going to. Will working people be better off if we just walk away from our jobs and inflation remains at 5 or 6%? He, um, he, we expect, he said, uh, 2023 to be a year of significant decline in inflation. He said this last month. The process is likely to take a bit of time. And, uh, and it's not going to be, uh, we don't think, smooth. It's probably going to be bumpy. In other words, he understands that this is going to lead us to a recession in order to solve the problem that the, the Democrats, the Republicans, and the Feds created. Still, Warren and other Democrats uh, want the Fed to ease off getting to 2% to avoid too much tightening that could cause a recession. Democrat Senator Hickenlooper Hickenlooper sent a letter to Powell last month urging him to pause the hikes. They're only going to make it more expensive for small businesses to fund their operation, so just leave it alone. There's only one reason for the Democrats to want this to continue. And that reason is they think you can handle the inflation it It won't be as in your face as high unemployment numbers. They're more more concerned with getting reelected than they are with the stability of the marketplace and the economy for for millions of Americans. The Fed is expected to raise interest rates again at its next open market committee um, a committee meeting later this month. Elizabeth Warren she thinks enough's enough. Chair Powell, you're gambling with people's lives. You claim to uh, you, you the idea that there's only one solution, lay off millions of workers. We need a Fed that will fight for families. He is fighting for families. Don't get me wrong, I think the whole Federal Reserve should go. I don't see any reason for it to even exist. But as it does exist, has very few tools in its toolbox... And this is the only one they can use to get inflation under control. So if you're used to paying an extra $5 for a dozen eggs, maybe by, you know, a year from November, it won't have as much of an impact on you. You'll get used to losing that spending power. But this inflation isn't going to go away. It will continue year after year after year until they crush it. But Elizabeth Warren and the Democrats don't want that to happen. Because they know how awful it will look when the unemployment rate starts to skyrocket. And it will. There's no doubt. They just care about being in power. They just care about being in power. Isn't that disgusting? I mean, that is really the bottom line for Democrats. They want to be in power. And if they have to step on a few toes in order to stay there, the end justifies the means. And they've always been this way. FDR was this way. Truman was this way. Kennedy may have been the only example, and only partly so, where a Democrat wasn't that way. JFK was at least wise enough to know that high taxes are bad for the economy. Today, he would be a Republican. Today, JFK would be a Republican. Democrats have really wandered off to the left. It's kind of it, it's uh, it's kind of sad. It really is that we are so Im- Im- willing to embrace socialism, the way we have. All right, uh, listen. Tomorrow is already Think Tank Thursday, uh, and I have it on good record that we are going to have Jim Babco with us. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, the uh, the. Uh,
2: Show Me me Institute. Institute.
0: Thank you. I knew I could get it out. Uh, Kevin Jackson should be on board uh, and Dave Rowland. Dave Rowland was on yesterday at this hour talking about the Second Amendment Preservation Act uh, and what the judge decided and how he decided it and where he thinks it will go. Uh, We will find out from him what he has learned from the Attorney General. He is one of the people who wrote the Second Amendment Preservation Act. And I honestly do believe, and and I've not talked to the Attorney General, I've yet to meet him actually, but I do believe that he's going to challenge this in federal court, and I do believe that we're going to prevail. The reason this is important is that our Second Amendment Preservation Act serves as the boilerplate for other states doing the same thing. Other states will do what we've done in Missouri if we uh, if we succeed uh, in uh, in keeping uh, the Second Amendment Preservation Act. They're watching. And I think the Attorney General will probably, based on what I'm hearing, because we talked to the Secretary of State today, uh, Jay Ashcroft was with us, uh, and he believes that uh, that uh, the Attorney General is going to pursue this. By the way, if you missed any of that, you can go to 939 theeaglecom and you can Listen to the program and listen to Jay Ashcroft uh, because he really had some uh, some uh, important things to say about everything from uh, education to crime. So it's, it's uh, kind of a neat thing to have. You just go right on the interwebs and listen again. We got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.